Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Paul Carlson Willis. Paul, it's great to have you on the show. I probably should spell that last name to make sure that everyone (laughs) includes all the R's, all the S's in it, but it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Thanks, Ben. And uh, if it's easier, you can call me PKW, which is what most people end up doing within like two or three seconds. So, um, So feel free to use that. Excellent. Well, Paul is the CEO of Justly Markets, and Justly is a financial services company that is working on some great ideas of really helping people invest principal with principal, uh, discovering vetted opportunities so you as an investor can confidently invest in the people and causes you believe in. And so we'll go further into Justly in a second, but before we get there, Paul, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Uh, Yeah. Um, So I've been in the financial services business now for 38 years. Uh, Started at 17 in the UK. Uh, I was part of Maggie's Army. So back then, um, there was uh, a lot of unemployment. Mm -hmm. So the government actually basically paid for internships in various companies. So I was lucky enough to... Uh, get into uh, a broker dealer in London. And uh, what was even luckier is the manager I had, Laurie Eugenie, um, just was excellent. Taught me everything from soup to nuts. Um, and I think that's the key thing. Uh, my career is where it is today, thanks to having a, a manager like that. Um, and so basically, I worked my way up. I, I run various desks. Uh, spent a lot of my career at Fidelity, spent 23, 24 years at Fidelity, both in the UK uh, and here in the US. That's wow. where I ended up uh, in the US. Uh, so spent a lot of time in Boston. Big Boston sports fan, except for the Pats. I'm a Dolphins fan. Sorry. Um, but um, yeah, so basically I've run global trading desks. Uh, run global broker networks. So I've traded in virtually every country in the world. It's and, so great. I mean, I listening to this, I hear all of the, the different iterations we've seen in the financial services space, and you've always been connected with all the always the new ideas. And, and I really think that, you know, what you're doing here with Justly is so of the moment. So uh, tell me more about what's going on at Justly. Yeah, so Justly, Justly is owned by uh, Ideonomics, which is an EV company listed on NASDAQ. And the idea behind the broker dealer is we want to make, we're an impact broker dealer. So we're focused on um, getting companies looking, private equity companies looking for funding, um, using, this has all come out of the JOBS Act, as as you and I discussed earlier from uh, 2012. So the idea behind the JOBS Act was to enable private equity companies to uh, access funding from traditional retail clients. And that's how crowdfunding come along and then Reg A Plus 
uh, and, and Reg D has always been around. So we have a focus on, on ESG companies, um, and that's everything from environmental, social, and governance. Um, we do look at it across the board. We don't just look at it for, for one angle. Um, we do have deals or will have deals on our platform that are not ESG. Mm -hmm. um, the idea behind that is that, uh, again, they can still be a good investment, even if they're not in the ESG space. A lot of that will be pharmaceutical companies. We have a couple in the pipeline that's got a, hopefully got a solution for childhood cancer, for instance. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about them. Um, on those deals, we actually give 20% of our net profit to a nonprofit that focuses on ESG. So therefore, anyone who invests through us will be making an impact. And how we link to ideonomics, because it seems kind of strange that you have an electronic vehicle group and, and a broker dealer, um, right. is that we have a lot of companies come to us uh, looking to raise money that are in the EV space, be it power generation and so forth, we can, we can reflect those in to ideonomics. So ideonomics gets the first look. Vice versa, uh, we've just had a situation where a uh, company out of uh, Croatia has reached out to ideonomics, uh, has an EV bus that they, they can produce cheaper, it's a, um, a lot lighter, um, Ideonomics has looked at it, doesn't really suit their ecosystem. So now we're working with that company to see if we can help them raise money. So that's how the the uh, that's how we work closely with Ideonomics. Um, and uh, we're finding right now we have we've only been go as you mentioned we're new. We've only been going now for six months. I started in in August of last year. We've really only had the platform up for two months. We have somewhere in the region of 30 or 40 issuers that we're talking to, of which 90% of them fall into the ESG category. Oh, wow. I mean, the ESG category in general has been the center of so much discussion over the last several years and certainly continues to be and, and will be a driving force. Tell me more about what you're seeing uh, as the kind of opportunity and maybe some of the challenges that investors are facing in that ESG space. Yeah, I, I would say the opportunities is new technology, right? If this is a space where a lot of people are looking at and, and trying to find various solutions to a lot of various issues out there, right? Uh, across the board, especially uh, when you start looking at the environment as I say, EV vehicles. But I think the hardest thing, and I think this is probably the more important thing, the hardest thing right now for the investor is what is ESG? <laughs> because if you speak to BlackRock, they have their criteria. You speak to Goldman, they have their criteria. As you so, which is a nonprofit, have their criteria. Just Capital have their criteria. And I think that's the biggest conversation that's going on right now is, what is it? Because everyone believes that there needs to be an impact. Everyone believes certain things need to be done, but there is, there is no standard out there right now where everyone goes, okay, we know what the rule is. We know how to manage it. Um, and there's a lot of questions being asked, right? There's a lot of companies out there right now going, hey, we're going to be carbon neutral by the year 2080. Okay, have you started yet? You know, when are you going to start? So 
there's a lot of that going around. And, and as I say, as you so focus on that. It's yeah, I think it's a great challenge. It's a big challenge to get kind of a common definition and really kind of a common measurement or, or, or kind of a, a get a sense of you can't really have a leaderboard unless you don't if you know how everyone's scoring. Right. <laughs> you know, so if everyone's playing different games, it's impossible. So, yeah. And, and as you know, the financial services business is uh, one of those businesses that is always looking for an angle. And, you know, some of it's opportunity, some of it's good and, and so forth. But one of the problems there is that the financial services, different companies will change the criteria because of the deal they have in front of them on that given day. Mm. So you're not, seeing, you're not seeing the weight of the financial services industry necessarily pushing for an agreed upon criteria, because as soon as you get that, it doesn't give you the flexibility you need to put this is green or this is ESG on, on an ETF or whatever it may be. So that's, that's going to be the hardest thing. And that's the hardest thing for investors. And well, I mean, I, I remember the first time I kind of explored the ESG space and I, and I was kind of like, how did the E and the S get connected with the G? <laughs> Cause it, it, you know, governance has been one of these things that's been there forever. Right. And Suddenly it's bundled and I just, I feel like uh, they're kind of universes of their own, you know, it's, it's a kind of a, probably three measures are needed, you know? Yeah. And in, and it's interesting because if you take a solar company, right, everyone would say, oh, solar company, that's ESG. Well, yes, it could be, but what is their social and their governance, hmm. right? So they could, they could have a solution for cleaner power. But the way they run the company is not ticking the S box or the G box. Yeah. And again, that's what a lot of people miss, right? They'd, they'd be like, so a company, yep, that's good. This company, that's good because of, of these measures. And that's that's why you've got, as, a, as I say, the, the as you sows, the just capital is out there who are nonprofits saying, hey, you need to look at the, the, the whole equation rather than just necessarily the product that they're producing. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the last couple of years. Tell me how the pandemic moment has really played out for Justly. And, you know, I really, I'm more focused on kind of the insights and opportunities that you guys have pulled from this. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think there's, there's two things. One, on the Justly side, because we, we have a small office in New York, but everybody is scattered around the US. And that therefore enables us to hire better. You know, we, it doesn't matter where the person lives as long as, you know, they fit our culture and, and have the expertise. So I think that's been uh, something that companies have got a lot more used to. Yeah. in being able, one, used to in the sense of, I remember when I was, First, looking at uh, this is years ago when I used to run desks from all over the world, and everyone's like, "Oh, and, you know, how'd you do that?" And a lot of it was trust, right? You have to trust your employees that they're doing a good job. I think the pandemic has has forced companies to do that or mm. find ways of managing that, and it's a lot different way of managing. I think the second element on 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 the employee side of things is most employees. Um, certainly that we're interacting with now are a lot happier. Um, in most cases, 
they don't want to be in the office. They want to be at home. Um, they want to be able to take their kids to school. Um, you know, we're kind of lucky at Justly. We're not, we're not a nine to five company. We're not, even though we're a broker dealer, we're not reliant on the stock exchange and when it opens, when it closes, you know, the, the days where I used to be glued to a screen for 10 hours, it, thank goodness, is gone. So we're enabling the employees to have more of a, um, as I say, life-work balance, uh, work-life balance. And therefore, you, I, I found that people were engaged more. Um, yeah. The employees are engaged more. And they actually like it because, again, you're kind of saying, we trust you. I can't see you. I can't come and tap you on the shoulder. Um, we trust you. And I think, uh, you know, the big thing with any employee, you want to be trusted. So I think that element uh, has been a major plus. Um, And then the the other element as far as the business side and the private equity side, I think a lot of people have taken the opportunity over the last few years of because they've been forced to be at home, because they've been forced to use technology, um, and, and in some cases, sadly laid off, they've they've founded their own businesses Mm. right they've actually done something they probably wouldn't necessarily have looked at or or considered or took the risk right uh do i leave my job or do i try this and i think yeah i think that is part of it as well i think um that's the exciting element that's come from it um that i think there are a lot of businesses out there that may not have started if it wasn't wasn't for COVID. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I, I love I love your insights there. It's interesting because I think that there are probably certain sectors that have a bit of a jump on this new era, and yours might be one of them, where you know, I think financial services companies have been a little bit savvy, you know, more savvy in terms of how they kind of have teams all over the place and certainly justly is leading the pack. So we can all learn from you in that regard. But tell me, Paul, about 2022. I, you know, here we are uh, in the future. We're living in the sustainable future. If we have a future, <laughs> this is it. Uh, so tell me, tell me what, what the plans are for this year. Um, I think I think the biggest plan, uh, as I say, we started in August last year. So the biggest thing, um, from my experience of building businesses, you need to you need to make sure you're building from a good platform and a and a good place. So we spent a lot of time on our technology. We spent a lot of time on compliance, as you can imagine, the broker dealer space. Uh, compliance is huge, uh, especially in this space because it, it's continually growing. The SEC and FINRA are continually looking at it. Um, social media and how uh, broker dealers and platforms like ourselves are using social media. So we've had to make sure that we, we had all that bolted down. Um, so now we're in that exciting place. Um, we're able to, um, as I say, we've got a pipeline of 30 or 40 companies coming in. The exciting thing about that is these are companies and, and industries I've never looked at uh, or understood as much as, as I do now. And um, it's really great every morning getting up, speaking to a CEO who's, who's passionate about what they're building and passionate about what the difference that that company can make. Um, and, and that's refreshing. Um, and so that's very lucky for me. Um, I think also with the team I have, I mean, I'm learning every day from my team. Uh, this was a new venture for me. 
Um, I liked it because of what it stood for and being an impact broker dealer, but I'm certainly not a private equity guy. I'm definitely more of your traditional equity global trader. So I'm learning an awful lot from the great people I have around me. And again, that's always nice. It's nice getting up every morning, knowing that you're going to learn, knowing you're going to deal with passionate people. Um, so what does 20, 2022 have in store for us? I hope that we're going to make the impact that we believe we can. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to put the effort in. Um, you know, we, we believe we have the right vision. Um, we certainly seem to be getting the buy-in from a lot of people in the industry. There's a lot of people very interested in what we're doing and how we're doing it. And as I say, the, the amount of issues that have found us mm-hmm. without us actually going out and advertising and, and, and hunting down uh, companies requiring, uh, looking to raise money uh, yeah. is, is exciting. It's an exciting well, I, I I love the tagline, invest your principle with principle. I think you've nailed it, Paul. Uh, it's been great talking with you. We've been speaking with Paul Carlson Willis. He is the CEO of Justly Markets. Um, we've been talking to him about what Justly is up to. It's a company that allows you to discover vetted opportunities so you can confidently invest in the people and causes you believe in. Paul, if someone wanted to learn more about what you're up to, where should they find you? Uh, investjustly.com is a great place to go, which is uh, the website and you can register there. Uh, you'll also be able to see the various uh, companies looking to raise money uh, on the platform that are there. And then again, you know, the typical LinkedIn and Twitter, you, you'll find uh, both Justly and myself active on those. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we do do on those is we're talking about other people. We're talking about the Flutie Foundation, uh, John's Crazy Socks. Um, so we believe we're part of an ecosystem and um, hopefully we'll be a bigger part of it than we are today. But we are definitely uh, making sure that we are doing as much as we can to make that impact. Yeah, I love it. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being on Uncaged Day and we look forward to having you back. Excellent. Thanks very much, Ben. All right, cheers.